Hi, and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast. I'm Robin Birkin, and I am so grateful and honoured that you're here today. From my own journey with infertility and loss to becoming a mind-body practitioner and holistic fertility coach, it is my sincere hope that I can help make your journey to conceive lighter, more supported, and easier by sharing deep emotional well-being guidance, doable conception tips, and real talk about what infertility and loss looks like. I'm here with you every step of the way. Now let's begin. Hi and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. Whether you are someone who has been listening here for a long time and so many of you reach out on Instagram and shout out to me, let me know you've been listening for a while. Maybe you're new here and you're getting to the end of the year and trying to conceive is feeling really hard and this is the first episode you're listening to. Regardless, welcome. I also love it when you submit reviews, just FYI. So if you want to give me a Christmas present, could it be a review on iTunes? But today we are going to talk about a few strategies to help you survive the Christmas season. Even just today, I was looking over some past podcasts that I had done about the Christmas season. I released one this time last year and one a couple of years before that, as I have just become older and wiser and calmer, that, you know, I feel like the messages change slightly, but I do feel like you will get value from each one. But I was looking through the blog and had this moment of, oh, yeah, that happened. We had one Christmas where my beautiful cousin had a four-week-old baby and this baby was like the highlight. We had family visiting us from the US and she had this four-week-old baby. We'd already been trying to conceive for a long time. No one knew that. We were just about to hit a fertility clinic. We had in September, so coming up to that season, a friend have her 30th birthday party and We had already been trying to conceive by that point for nine months. And I really want to make the point that you may be here because you've been trying to conceive for seven years and it's the freaking hardest thing. But you may also be here because you've been trying to conceive for seven months. Both hard, right? Everybody has different circumstances, but wherever you are, I want to acknowledge and pay, I guess, attention to the fact that it gets hard really quickly. So there's no like magic milestone. There's no like, it's only hard at this point. No, it's hard when it's hard for you. And it can be hard for some people for a really, really long time. And that is beyond exhausting. But we went to this friend's 30th birthday late September and she was crying because she wanted to try for her third baby, but her husband was thought that he was a bit older by now and he was happy with just two children and she was crying. She said, I've written him a letter talking about how much I want to have three children and all I could think, I all I could think was, wow, what I would give to have that problem, I what I would give to just have one, even just to have a chance at one because we're trying, you know, everything and it's not working. And this was all in my head because no one knew that we were trying to conceive. So not the most sensitive person anyway, but had everybody known, then maybe the conversations would have been a little bit different. But I really remember having to go to the toilet 
excuse myself to go to the bathroom to have a little cry. I also remember my dad saying to me, you know that if you can't have children, you just need to adopt. Do you know what? Still to this day, he says things like that. And it's my bugbear. I get really funny about the comments that people make, especially now with the work that I've done. I've had, like, just this year, I've, we've had uh, coming up to 500 clients. And I see, I hold space for people every single day. And when people say these offhand comments, when people ask, when are you going to get pregnant? When are you going to have kids? When are you going to have another kid? All of that. I see the pain. I see how that slowly, slowly chips away at people. And it's my bugbear. I had a friend, same friend, that is the one at the 30th birthday party, come to me and say at one point at a Christmas party, my husband and I have spoken. So this was like a year later when everyone knew that we were doing IVF. My husband and I have spoken and we've decided that I'll be your surrogate if you need it. And I was like, what? Like, we're not even there yet. Just best of intentions, probably wanted to help, but didn't make me feel any better in my struggle at all because we were not looking for a surrogate at that time. And just the barrage of comments, the Facebook feed full of people with the Christmas photos people talking about Christmas presents, people talking about Santa and Elf on the Shelf and all of those things, having the Christmas dinners and the constant family functions, having to go into the kids' department to buy toys and things like that for nieces and nephews, and just that milestone of potentially, you know, here I am at this milestone where I thought that next time we'd have the Christmas tree up would be a different scenario for me. That was how I felt. So if you are feeling that way, if all of these things are coming up for you at this time of year, the first thing that I want to do is see you and hold space for you because I know that it is so very hard right now for you. But if I put on my life coach, mind, body, fertility coach hat on, and this particular podcast, I think I've just men mentioned before, was a request from the members in the mind, body, fertility reset. And whether we do some other activities or things during that season, uh, I don't know yet, but I really wanted to make this accessible to everyone. The number one thing that I want to say to you during this time, so journal on this, please. If you didn't have to please anyone, if you didn't have to abide by any rules or guidelines or the shoulds of I should be doing this, what would you do? And then the question of, well, can you just not people please? And we'll dive into this in more detail as through this podcast, but that's the big question that I want to ask to you. If you stopped caring about what other people might think about how you navigate this season, what might that look like for you and your partner? So the first thing that I want to say, and a lot of the time I get on my Instagram stories all across the place is 
people want to know, like, how do I feel better, right? How do I do this? How do I do that? And it's hard for me, like, to answer a question on just an Instagram story because it requires deep work. It requires weeks of work. It requires different habits and lifestyles and rituals within your life. Is it possible to feel better, to have a great Christmas, all of these things? A hundred percent, it is 100% possible for that those things to happen. But it takes work. There's nothing that you can get from Google or at a surface level. And maybe this podcast will help you. But my the biggest thing I want to say is that if you can cultivate a strong mind at a bigger level, right? So whether that is through something like the Mind Body Fertility Reset, for all of my members, you will know we're in the 90-day reset at the moment. It's broken up into two six-week chunks. If you are doing the lessons that we're releasing every week, you are doing the work. But there is no, like, there's no shortcut to feeling better. Is it possible for you? 100%. And that's the person that I want to be. If you look on my Instagram, I'm the cheerleader. I'm the person telling you that you can feel better. But the big thing I want to say is you have to do the work, right? It's not a whole heap of work. In the reset that we're going through and anyone who wants to join us, the doors are open for you. So you just go to robinburkin.com slash reset. The majority of our members are coming from either Instagram or podcast. So huge welcome to you. But for anyone who's on the fence about joining, we're through the 90-day reset. That is how you do the work. You show up and watch the videos. It's one or two lots of 15 minutes a week and it's worksheets that will help you get to the nitty-gritty of what's really going on in life and help you really flip around the way that you're feeling. But if you can cultivate a strong mind generally, then things like Christmas, Easter, baby showers, Facebook, seeing pregnant people everywhere, all becomes easier, right? It all doesn't feel so hard. So sometimes it's not just about this one event or season in the year, but if we can cultivate a strong mind generally, then that's going to help us with all of the things. So first thing is how to survive the Christmas break. Number one, cultivate a strong mind, like do the work, whatever that is. Number two is prepare. If you, we'll talk about like whether or not you go or don't go or what you do, but if you are going to attend all of the family stuff, you have to prepare for, okay, well, what's that going to look like? Is that going to look like I'm not drinking? So therefore people are going to ask me, why are you not drinking or have a drink? What is my willpower for that going to look like, given that I might not be feeling super strong? And when we talk about, you know, if you didn't have to people, please, the next question is, what do you need to give yourself permission for? And is this the time to say, you know what, trying to be 100%, 100% of the time, perfect, is actually not 
a sustainable strategy for me. So you know what? I'm going to go and have one or two drinks, provided you're not in the two-week wait. So technically, I could never suggest to you that if you could be pregnant, you should be drinking or you could drink. But if you are not trying to conceive uh, because you're on a break or you're in between IVF cycles or you're not in the two-week wait, then one drink is probably not going to sacrifice your entire fertility or undo all of the work that you've been doing. Having dessert is probably not going to undo all of the work that you've been doing. And 100%, 100% of the time is really hard. But if you choose not to drink, then what's that going to look like for you? Is that going to look like saying to people, actually, I've gone sober. Sometimes when you say to people, I'm not drinking right now, then they can think, oh, is she pregnant? And then you have to anticipate that that might be a question people will ask. But if you say to people, actually, I've gone sober, then it has a different connotation to it. Maybe you'll bring your own drinks. Maybe you will talk to the host beforehand and tell them, ask them not to offer you a drink because it's really important that you stick with the goals that you have. But really having a look at and anticipating things like people asking you if you would like to have a drink, people, people especially family members, asking you when are you going to get pregnant, when are you going to have kids, and having a think about, well, what might my answer to that be? And, I, you know, I talk a lot about the different types of answers that you can have. Maybe now is also the time to let everybody know in advance, hello, we're trying to conceive. It's actually really hard for us. The Christmas break's coming up, which is an especially hard time. I would really love to not talk about our conception journey and whether or not we're going to have kids because we would love that, but it's not happening for us. And I'm a big fan of sending emails for stuff like that because you can edit and edit and edit a response because you can write it, sit on it for a day and then send it because you can also include some tips for people, all of that kind of stuff. But I am a big fan of having the strength to send the email but not feeling like you have to have these big face-to-face conversations with every single person you meet. Ah, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to quickly jump in and express how grateful I am that you're here today. Just to let you know that if you'd like more emotional well-being, resilience and conception tips to check out my programs and services, you can find me on my website at robinburken.com or on Instagram at robinburken. All right, let's get back to it. The next thing is to ruthlessly unfollow people on social media. Determine what that might look like for you. Are you going to go through and systematically unfriend people who aren't really great friends with you? Leave groups that aren't resonating with you anymore and unfollow. So when you unfollow someone, so on Facebook, you can unfollow. On Instagram, you can mute. The people don't find out that that's happened. They will never, ever, ever know. It's not like unfriending. They won't know that you've unfollowed them. But what will happen is that you will be able to check into their Facebook on your terms. So you can set a time to say, okay, I'm ready to follow everyone back again now. Or you can say, what's this person up to today? 
but then that way you are cultivating a feed in your Facebook, your Instagram, whatever it is, where it feels much better for you. So maybe you have like three groups that you're part of and you unfollow everything except those three groups. What's that going to look like? Now, the other thing that I want to say to you that you can do that not many people know about, it's also my bugbear that somehow infertility and trying to conceive, I guess fertility, is within the realm of parenting things and pregnancy which is so not true, like not accurate and not how it should be. But when you see ads in your Facebook feed, if it's something that you really don't want to see, there's three buttons at the top right-hand corner of those ads. You can click on that and then you, I mean, you can say mute, I don't want to see this. Just know that then be like selective with what you do that for. But also you can go to why am I seeing this and I believe, and you can do this for Google as well, by the way, is sometimes it's got you pegged as in the parenting group. And so you can sometimes, it'll tell you what your preferences are and just based on what it's decided that it is your preference and sometimes you can untick certain preferences. So Facebook do this, Google definitely does this, but that's how you can start to curate your feed. The other thing that I want to say that you can do is if you're like, "Mm, I want less of this in my feed and more of this in my feed is you can just start clicking on that type of ads that you do want to see. So for example, pet food, start clicking on all the pet food ads that you see and then Facebook is going to slowly replace all of the ads that you see in your feed with more things of that nature even do you know what the big thing is every time I click on a gift box or hamper an Australian word for a gift box is a hamper those gift box websites then all of a sudden you start getting the gift box websites so you'll get a couple Facebook will test it out if you keep clicking on them Facebook will keep serving those so even if you don't buy just know that every time you click on one of those usually Facebook gets a some money from that person in some capacity but that's a way to start influencing the types of ads that Facebook will show in your feed is just by clicking on the ads you do want to see because then Facebook will give you more of those and I feel like there was something else I wanted to talk about with things that you wanted to see but it's not coming to me yet so anyway ruthlessly unfollow on social media start cultivating a Facebook and Instagram feed that feels good to you and know that you can unfollow or mute people and they won't find out and it doesn't mean you're unfriending them and can't see their stuff but if you mute them it just means it's not going to show up in your feed. So going back to if you didn't have to people please asking yourself the question what do I need to give myself permission for whether that might be permission to not be perfect which we've already talked about but the big one Do you need to give yourself permission? So another one that you can do is give yourself permission to buy all of the children the exact same gift, like a towel, and just buy the towels online, have them delivered, wrap them up, and not go and spend any time in a toy store. But this is the big one. Do you need to give yourself permission 
to do something different this holiday season. You can absolutely, at the last minute, book trips to places. We booked the trip to Lombok, which if you've been listening to a while, you know all about the trip that we took to Lombok. We rushed through our passports and went with about two and a half weeks notice. We just checked out. Do you need to give yourself permission to just skip all of the family stuff this year? Maybe you will, maybe you'll go overseas. So much of the world is opening up. I live in Perth in Western Australia. The news across the world about Perth being locked down, I heard that people were being like locked in camps and things like that is not quite true. However, we still can't travel overseas, but most of everybody else, you can travel overseas. We went one year, this was just before we started trying to conceive, we went to Paris for Christmas and then New York for New Year's Eve. We went to all of the Christmas markets in Germany, just the two of us, and we had Christmas on our own terms that year. Do you need to give yourself permission to go to a bar or Do you need to give yourself permission to check into a hotel for Christmas, just overnight, have a relaxing stay? Do you need to go give yourself permission to just go hiking or do something a little bit differently or go camping depending on where you are and what the weather is like? So much growth and happiness comes from doing things that are outside our comfort zone but also doing things that are fun and spontaneous and out of the norm. If you want your Christmas to be magical, then maybe that looks like potentially displeasing a few people and not caring about it as much as maybe, you know, you think that you should. Family members, like, are always going to be disappointed in some capacity. It's just sometimes the way that people of the older generations were built but you get to do think you get to do your life on your terms and if it's not going to feel good for you that's different to shrinking your life completely and living in a hole and not socializing or talking with anyone but doing something fun and spontaneous and wild and crazy and unexpected with your partner or with a friend or even just by yourself And there's many, many places across the globe that do not celebrate Christmas. Singapore, Japan, so many places that don't celebrate Christmas. So it's like a, you know, there's sure there's some Christmas decorations in the shops, but by and large, everything's open. It's super fun. The weather uh, in Singapore is great at that time of year. And it's not, it's going to feel so great to have an adventure. That is where fun and feeling good comes from. So a few things that I've mentioned there, there are a few other podcasts. As I said, I've learned a lot more in my older years now. So you might listen to some of it that one of them, the one that I recorded about four years ago is a bit of a cracker. I think I was quite sassy then, but there's going to be a few more tips perhaps in those as well. But just to recap, number one, This is your call to, whether it's now or next year, cultivate a strong mind so that these seasons in your life are not as hard. Number two, prepare. Prepare your responses to not drinking, to when are you going to have kids, to, you know, 
family members who get a little bit drunk and ask all the questions and also know that when somebody asks a question or when someone triggers you, whatever it is, know that the things that people say to you are more a reflection of their experience than it is about anything to do with you. Your reaction or response to what they say says everything about you, right, and how you're coping. Look at it like a signpost, okay, to your life. Like, what do I need in my life? Why am I feeling this way as a result of the things that they've said? Know that when they say those things, so often they have the best of intentions and want the best for you, but they are trying to avoid uncomfortable conversations or they are trying to make small talk and don't know what to say or they just are generally ignorant to what it feels like to go through a tough journey to conceive. But have your responses ready. Know what you think you want to say and consider whether now is the time to brief people, even if you just brief your mum and say, mum, this is really hard for me. This is what I'm going through. You can support me by serving me non-alcoholic drinks and not making a big deal of it. You can support me by allowing me to leave early and having that wingman of your mum, but prepare for what that might look like and what you might do to survive and thrive through that situation. Unfollow ruthlessly on social media. Don't feel like you need to put the Christmas cards and things up in your house. You can throw them straight in the bin if you like. But unfollow. You don't need, if you don't want to see stuff like that, you don't need to see stuff like that and nobody has to know. Give yourself permission to not be perfect. And lastly, give yourself permission to just check out of it this year and go on a fun adventure. Do something spontaneous and wild and outside of character and different. But the big question that I want to ask you today is, if you didn't have to please other people, What would feel really good for you this Christmas season? Deep one, thank you so much for listening today. I can't wait to catch you next week. And you know that I'm here to support you every week on the podcast. Although I will let you know that next week is going to be our last week before we take a little break for a few weeks. And I'm always on Instagram and I will be on Instagram regularly through the Christmas season as well, as well as super active in the Mind Body Fertility Reset, Um, here to support you all. And I'll look forward to chatting with you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Fertility Warriors. We'll meet you again same time next week. Before you go, though, if you do need some further support, then we encourage you to come and join us at the Mind Body Fertility Reset, the ultimate community for anyone who would like to conquer stress and fuel their fertility. In the Mind Body Fertility Reset, we focus on some of the big pillars to fertility awesomeness. That is community and support, having community there to lift you up and to carry you through your hard times sustainable and small steps lifestyle support helping you conquer your diet goals your movement goals cut out toxins and enjoy food and becoming your best and healthiest self in a small steps and sustainable way and lastly and what i think is most importantly emotional well-being 
Infertility and trying to conceive can be an incredibly hard journey. And it's really hard when we haven't learned the skills through school and through other avenues to help support ourselves through really hard times. So in the Mind Body Fertility Reset community, we go through all of these things to help you become your best and healthiest self and thrive despite this journey. To find out more, visit us at robinburkin.com slash mindbodyfertilityreset. And lastly, we need to let you know that any of the information contained in this podcast is for inspirational and educational purposes only. It doesn't substitute advice from a qualified medical professional or mental health expert. Please know that there is no shame ever getting more help when you need it and to always consult with your medical professional before taking on any changes to your journey. Wishing you all the best and cannot wait to catch you next week. Bye.